What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Field. The time is finally here. Week one of 2020 NFL season, baby. Let's go. We've been through a lot through quarantine, and I know everyone's excited for the new season to kick off. Hopefully, we got a full 16 weeks, but don't worry. Eric and I are going to be here with you all each week, giving you our picks and breakdowns for all of our gambling degenerates out there. Going to keep it short and simple. Go give us a follow on Instagram. That's at Back to the Field. And for all of our loyal listeners out there, you already know what to do. Sit back, relax, crack open that beer. And as always, listen responsibly. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. So we got NFL week one, long awaited. You know, obviously we'll, we'll see how long this goes, but excited for football to be back, Eric. You know, gives gives us guys another excuse to continue drinking on Sunday. I can't tell if this has felt, I can't tell if this has felt more like a longer preseason. Obviously week one from last year to week one to this year is the same amount of time, but from like the whole COVID stuff of how not having sports for so long, but also not having any preseason sports or preseason games, I should say. Yeah. I don't know if it feels longer or shorter. It's still the same to me. Not that it matters, but. Um, yeah, I will say the, uh, I mean, I think it probably feels a little longer just because like the build up to the season, right? Usually the way that I think sports are like kind of perfectly timed is like, you know, you're getting to the end of like your NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and then you have a little bit of a lull and then automatically right there, you got preseason. And then during the, all that time, you know, there's the trade talks, new contracts, whatever may have you. But I mean, for most of this, you know, latter, like the end of winter, pretty much all of spring and like the early parts of summer have just literally been all COVID stuff. So, um, well, that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like, the open gaps, the like open, um, you know, usually the dead period, sans baseball, usually the dead period is the summer until you get to football. But now it's like your dead period was between March and like June. Pretty much like June. March yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, March and June. And then so now you had everything start up. So like there wasn't really no, you weren't really lollygagging into the season with football and even college football where you had hockey and basketballs going and still going. So it's not like you're dying the last month or two dying, waiting for football. It was like, you know, there's, a, there's been stuff to watch, you know, if you do like the sports, of course, but so it's almost kind of like a reverse or kind of a shift in the dead period, if you will, because I mean, there wasn't any baseball either last, usually, you know, during the dead period, you had baseball, you know, during the summer, as I stated, well, you know, during that dead period, there's no baseball whatsoever. There's nothing. Um, so a little different, but yeah, e- e- either way. Um, yeah. It's good. Good to have it back and uh, yeah, dude. open up, open up the uh, sports book. Yeah, dude. Obviously intrigued to see what, um, what obviously tailgating is like, but yeah, man, I, I opened up my fan duel. Okay. Actually, I, I placed, I think, my first bet over, like, I want to say, like, three weeks ago. And it was actually for a golf bet. And I I texted out to the group where 
you know, I won off of uh, Colin Morikawa winning winning the PGA like, won the PGA yes, Tour. Yeah. Um. So I've got a nice like a nice already amount already you know ready to go for this season, and um, you know, probably will add a couple more before the start, which is you know, which is tomorrow. Um, we're we're recording Wednesday, it's the night before the Thursday night game. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, just for the, I guess, for any new listeners um, and then for our old ones, you know, we're going to try to do weekly picks, uh, keep it to three picks each, try to do at least one underdog pick, and then, you know, just kind of track, see how we do in the season. Uh, I mean, last year we did, I think, both did above better than plus 500. Um, so who knows, maybe, maybe kind of push it up, see if we can do kind of better. Um, definitely going to be throwing up the picks on Instagram a little more so that kind of keep us accountable and track. And I know I said this last year as well, but probably going to be putting up more financial sort of interest into, uh, into my picks. But Eric, why don't you, uh, why don't you kick us off with, with your first pick of the 2020 NFL season? Um, oh, this is very easy for me. Uh, I'm going to take my first pick, uh, the Eagles covering the six points against the Redskins. Redskins have a, should have a much better defense with adding Chase Young and having the same, pretty much same, adding Kendall Fuller at cornerback. Um, you know, defense, other than those two, everyone else returns for the most part. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I'm, they can stop as many people as they want. I just don't know where they're going to score, or how they're going to score. Their offensive line's a nightmare outside of Terry McLaurin. They have no weapons on the outside, at least proven yet. Um, running back, who knows they're going to field on there. I mean, someone could come out well, one of the rookies that they drafted or one of the young guys, no more Adrian Peterson, not that needed to really heavily rely on him just because he's, you know, uh, a couple years away from applying for his AARP card, but <laughs> uh, six points don't doesn't seem like much. I know you know Carson Wentz is a little banged up a couple weeks ago, and I know they have Jalen Rager who's out for the first two to four weeks, and Alshon Jeffrey's not playing, but they they're pretty they're pretty deep at receiver, um, and you know they have my um, uh, what's the running back? Um, Miles, Miles Sanders. Or yeah, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders at running back is now going to take the uh, going to be the workhorse who uh, showed a pretty a lot of good glimpses last year how how we can you know be the workhorse and be the main back in their uh, you know backfield I should say. Um, so yeah, I got ease. I I think it's easily Philly covers at six points. Uh, forget home field advantage there's none there's not gonna be any of that maybe for a couple of stadiums that are allowing you know 10 to 25 percent fans in so maybe that helps a little bit but i mean this is a quote unquote home game for washington so there's usually never fans there regardless and if if any it's the away team so no home field advantage for washington um so i got philly easily covering uh the six points against redskins or or as we call it now the washington football team <laughs> uh yeah i mean i've got the same team as well um i mean no surprise there uh, i'm looking on fanduel and they've got it at five and a half but you know whatever half point that doesn't really matter um um I, I think exactly like you said um you know eagle or the washington football team definitely did add some nice pieces onto defense but like i just don't see where they're going to score from like you said and even 
though the Eagles kind of already faced off with the injury bug already with on offense. Um, and then you got both of our starting offensive tackles injured as well. Um, uh, both with uh, Brandon Brooks and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. It'll probably come to me, but um, uh, yeah, dude, it, it's, it's going to be tough, but I still think the Eagles have enough talent in them that they should be able to cover cover this five and a half spread uh but yeah dude i will uh i'll kind of kick things off for my second pick which honestly dude like this is actually a team that i really want to do see well not only from a fantasy owner standpoint but just like i think overall they have been getting a a lot of hype and you know you kind of look at their strength of schedule and just kind of their o-line ranking and stuff like that but um i'm taking the colts covering the seven and a half against the jags uh, I mean, the Jags just lost Leonard Fournette. Uh, they just kind of dropped him. And then Armstead, who was supposed to be their kind of next back up, I think he got injured. So they're kind of running with like almost like a third string back. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew under under Stenner, still unproven. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, QBs out there that, you know, don't have much to their resume. But I, I don't no, know. I don't there's, think there's, there's their future there. Yeah, like gunning for Trevor I don't, Lawrence. I don't see anything on their offensive, like offensive or even defensive side that you know can really. I mean, same thing going with the Washington football team. Like, I mean, these are both two, both of these teams are at the bottom of the food chain. Um, and you know, Colts stacked on offense. You know, big star prospect in Jonathan Taylor. They got you know the, probably the best O line in the league. Um, and oh, I just by think far, overall, not, even, not a question. Yeah, so I think they got everything working for them. Um, and, and let's see kind of how things go, right? I mean, the Colts really haven't been the same since Andrew Luck's sort of early, untimely departure. Um, but, you know, as, as looking at the rest of the slate, um, this is definitely a game that I'll probably, like, just kind of keep my eye on just to see kind of where where the kind of Colts fare um, against kind of the rest of the teams in the AFC, but... That's my second pick, uh, pick of the week. The Colts take it on the Jags and cover yeah. the seven and a half spread. Yeah, I got eight on my side, but you're, that's probably a good pick. I mean, they have they don't have any any anybody on their team. Jags don't, and so I can see. But eight on my side, but I probably still even take the eight if that was one of my picks. So, uh, speaking of eight, I have one. My next pick is also or is going to be covering eight points. Um, so I have. Um, the Ravens uh, covering the eight points against the Cleveland Browns. Um, seems like the Browns have been hyped every year because they had to make one addition. You know, you have OJ uh, or Eld- o- Odell Beckham Jr. You have Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, they uh, I think they traded one of their – they lost or traded one of their uh, – no, they didn't. They, at first, they were the one, one of their tight ends there, uh, o- not OJ Howard, but – um, one of their tight ends, I forgot, want to be traded. Now he's Cameron Brait. Regardless, no, not Cameron Brait. I know they signed Austin Hooper. They that is, yeah, they signed Austin Hooper out of Atlanta. Um, but I mean, Ra- Ravens pretty much have the same team. Plus, they added um, the running back out of Ohio State, uh, J.K. Dobbins, to be paired up with, uh, you know, Mark Ingram. Um, so now he doesn't have to carry the load. And then they also have, uh, you know, they still have Hollywood Brown on the outside and then they uh, pretty much had the same defense plus they, they traded for uh, Calais Campbell 
midway through the so-called off season. Um, you know, he's not the, he's not the young buck that he used to be he's 34, but he's still one of the better defensive linemen. You add him to the defense that Baltimore has. And um, yeah. When has anyone believed in Cleveland? Like they seem like this is their year. Everyone hypes them up, but they just never really meshed well together. I like Mayfield, you know, the, their targets on the outside are nice. It just seems like they don't mesh and they come up, play against a good defense and they just kind of fold. Um, so I have, it's a big number, but I have the Ravens covering the eight points against the, uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, th- this literally is the same identical team. Uh, I was kind of bummed that I didn't get JK Dobbins in, in our, uh, in our fantasy draft, but yeah, dude, I mean, this, I mean, a lot of teams, a lot of people have this team sort of pegged again in the AFC championship game, possibly the Super Bowl. I mean, they're sitting at least Vegas odds wise, right behind, um, right behind the chiefs. Uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I, I really see nothing sort of stopping. And it's interesting you say that about, like, the Browns. I mean, they have the, I guess, individual talent, but they just don't mesh as a team. And, I, I mean, I don't know if, if they ever will or kind of if this year they sort of change their tune and, you know, find some sort of stride. But, uh, I mean, against a powerhouse team like the Ravens, I, I really don't see – anything massive happening unless you kind of had that flute game that the Browns had last season where um, what's his name? Nick Chubb just like went off after the birth of his child and scored like four TDs. And, you know, we're talking about a different story, but I, I don't see that kind of happening week one in Baltimore. Um, it's going to be a hostile crowd. So, or hostile viewing crowd, um, obviously, but no, that's a solid pick. Um, and I guess to kind of round things out, right, as uh, as my underdog pick, which I'm not going to lie, dude, I-, I was looking at the slate. There weren't many, like, appealing, like, oh, man, I might, like, you know, chomp at the teeth to, to kind of pick this. So this might be a bit of a stretch, but I'll take the Giants. I have it on my end, plus five and a half. Um, so they're getting five and a half against the Steelers. Um you have Big Ben coming back. You know, you return Juju on the outside. You got James Conner in the backfield. Uh, you know, Steelers O-line, you know, definitely a top three, if not a top five O-line. But I, I don't know, man, right? I, I think that the Giants are a little bit more of a well... I, I, let's just say this, you know, going back to, you know, when we were talking about the Miami Heat the other day, when I was like, yo, who the hell's on the Miami Heat? How are they so good? I think it kind of goes back to the same thing you were just saying is that they just, I think overall as a team are just a better team. I think with Daniel Jones kind of being in the system now for a little bit longer, um, you got Darius, not, not Darius Slay, what's his name? You got Victor Cruz on the outside. You got Evan Ingram, who's going to be taking a big, big step. And then you obviously, you got Saquon in the backfield, who's a freak. Obviously, there's nothing much on the defense to write home about for for the Giants, so it, it, it could be a crapshoot where Steelers sort of just run away with it and Big Ben kind of just returns back to his, you know, top five caliber years. But um, as far as an underdog pick, I mean, looking at the rest of it, I, I really don't see anything else on the slate as far from a betting perspective that I'd be like, oh, you know, this that's something that I'd take. Um, you know, Green Bay Packers plus two and a half against Minnesota did, did seem tempting as well. Um, but I kind of wanted to get a little, a little risky in week one. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead with, with the Giants, uh, getting five and a half against the Steelers. 
Yeah, anything under anything under three, so anything two point five points or less as a favor, it's like almost totally worthless because usually these teams are winning by at least three unless it's a weird score. Like, you know, you miss a few, you miss an extra point, so now it's always a one point difference and you're always trying to catch up by doing going for two. So like two and a half points is not really that you know, you don't you know, brag home, you know, drive home. No, yeah, whatever the saying is. But you don't really uh, you know, you don't really can't really bank on that much or it's not much of a favorite just because most of these games are three points or more uh and it's and difference wise you know, usually it's exactly three or more so um what i did was um i you know i, I, I don't know why it's so high my, my underdog is the houston texans tomorrow thursday night against kansas city i don't know why it's so high i know houston doesn't have deandre hopkins anymore they replaced him with brandon cooks they still have will fuller uh, they got David Johnson, who's healthy now, running back. You have Deshaun Watson, who's electric. Uh, let's let's not kid ourselves. I, I think this 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 spread is because this is a hangover uh, from them losing the game against Kansas City in the playoff games. Let, I mean, let's all go back. And remember, Houston was up twenty-four to three in the game before they just absolutely collapsed. And then uh, I guess Bill o, Bill O'Brien just does Bill O'Brien things and just forgets to call it, know how to call a game. And they were up 24 to three against Kansas city in the second quarter. So I forget exactly when, and then, you know, you had, they collapse and Kansas city makes that monumental charge takes yeah. a lead and you know never looks back. Um, so I don't think they're, I mean, Kansas city being super bowl champs weapons anywhere and everywhere you look um, the defense. I was, I, I'm not, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're great. I think they're just kind of middle, middle of the pack. Um, you know, we'll see. It's kind of hard to gauge these defenses before week one, but I think nine and a half points is a lot of points, um, you know, between these two teams. I don't think they're as far apart as that number says. Um, I still think, you know, even if it's Kansas city leading up by two scores, you know, I, I see this game being kind of a, uh, Houston kind of scrambling back or getting a, a garbage touchdown at the, at the last couple minutes to kind of pull it within, you know, 10 points or less, um, or within 10 points, I should say, or less than 10 points, I guess with the nine and a half points. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think, um, yeah, I think Houston, I don't want to say easily, um, you know, gets the nine and a half or less, but I'm going to go with Houston, uh, getting the nine and a half points against Kansas city. Um, I think I'm going to hit this really well, or, or they're just going to be tranched. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was looking at this line, and I, I agree with everything you say. Like, nine and a half is quite the spread, and, you know, you always assume that they'll get, like, some sort of either garbage time field goal or some sort of, like, garbage time touchdown, kind of whatever may have it. But I feel like Kansas City is one of those teams that, like, you give them an inch and, like, they take a mile. So, like, it could be a close game, and, like, you know, God forbid, like, you know, Kansas City gets one interception, they turn that into a touchdown, and then, like, ba- like before you know it, like, Kansas City's up by, like, three TDs. So that's kind of really the only reason why I stayed away from this game. Um, also, it is, like, um, so, like, I, I guess kind of taking all of that into consideration, uh, that's kind of the reason why. I mean, honestly, I was looking at another one. I was looking at Dolphins getting six and a half against the Patriots. But then again, I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't kind of start betting on the Dolphins like week one without kind of seeing anything uh, happen. And obviously, Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. So for all we know, he could have yeah, just I mean, it's gonna be kind of weird know. with 
new with and no, into a new QB. Uh, no Brady this time. So it's like, what do you what do you have with the Patriots with no Brady, but still Belichick? So I guess it's going to be a true, you know, uh, you know, you got Cam Newton, who's no scrub. So it's not like they're starting over at quarterback. Um, you know, he's still pretty good, even though he's on the wrong side of 30 and coming off an injury, but still seems like he's healthy and he seems like he likes to fit. So this will be interesting to see, okay, is, is Bill, Bill Belichick as good as a coach people make him out to be, or was he has that great of a record, um, you know, because of Brady. And then on the other side of things, it's like, okay, well, let's look at Tampa now too. It's like, you know, um, you know, the Tampa Bay Saints game was kind of, you know, sexy to look at. And the point spread, I believe, is like two and a half, three and a half uh, with um, Tampa catching the points. And then with Tampa, with all those weapons, I yeah. mean, just so many weapons. Um, I mean, if anybody has more weapons in Kansas City, it's probably Tampa. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that. I mean, you look at just like the receiving core, right, of Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. I mean, it's almost damn near comparable. And then you throw in like, yeah. you know, the running backs as well. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it, and I think that's going to be obviously aside from all of like, you know, playing football during COVID era, like aside from that, I really do think the big football story that everyone's going to kind of be keeping an eye on in the background is like, you know, at the end of the day, was it really Brady or was it the Belichick system that kind of made yeah. them successful? Right. Um, but yeah, yeah so, I mean, so we'll see. And then get. Gronk coming back too, and all that. So that should be, you know, you have Fournette joining them with LaShawn McCoy, and they're all. I like, don't know, man. LaShawn McCoy is just kind of old now. He's kind of a has been, but still. So is Fournette, man. Fuck that guy, man. Drafted him. In well, Fournette's first round like for twenty-four no or twenty-five. Reason. He's still young. He's only he's he's only three years out of school. It's not like he's some, you know. Yeah, I, I, I know he's middle, not like washed old, up. Right? I know he's not washed up, but nah, he he will never see my my bench. Ever in his lifetime, and I'm sitting here oh, talking I'm like Magadar and stuff. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, Fournette also, Fournette also hasn't had a QB in his life. He's also haven't had the receivers on the outside and true, a tight end true. and everybody else. So you know, now they're not. Now they're not only you know you your team that lines up against you know Jacksonville's offense. Who are your folk? Who's your focal point on defense? Probably Fournette yeah. whenever he's on the field. True, but true. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Tampa yeah. Bay is missing their they, – they don't have their left left tackle, starting left tackle for last year, so that could be that could change a lot too. But I mean, it's week one. No one knows. Yeah, exactly. I mean, week one's – it's, it's, it's going to be – week one's always an interesting, like, betting time because it's like you really don't have much game film or tape to kind of go off of. You're really just going based off of, like, reports out of camp and, like, you know, how the season ended last year. Um, I mean, speaking of injuries as well, right, uh, I'm, I'm sure you heard about Von Miller had, like, attendant – injury and could yeah, be out for the entire dunked. season and then they're playing lo and behold Tennessee Titans so uh, you know Derrick Henry's probably foaming at the mouth and just run it down the middle um but I mean that's that kind of covers up our week one picks dude hopefully we, yeah, we get a nice speaking start of off. week one like I don't even know if you look on the college side of things what week are we in are we in week three are we week one we're or two two apparently we're because, according to espn we're in week two week one because you was also like, had you had what was it central arkansas versus uh austin p two saturdays ago uh yeah, that, that was that was week one team. so but but then there but then last week ago you had a games too you had um uh you had one or one or two games i think last uh uh, I want to say it was – I forget the games. I, mean, I thought there was games this past Saturday. Maybe not. 
Um, no, but... there, there were, there were. So Saturday, September 5th, which was last weekend, was technically the first week of the FBS Division One conference schedule. Um, like that Central Arkansas game was like week zero. Last week was week one, and now this yeah, is week two. probably, yeah. I mean, um, week two, looking at like this, like, I mean, there's not any like super sexy games out there. Um, I'll probably tune into the Duke-Notre Dame game. Um that could be good. You have Duke, who's 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 starting quarterback is the transfer from Clemson, Chase Bryant. Um, oh, really? Who? Yes. Yeah, so he transferred to Duke uh, a lot because of you know Cutcliffe being kind of a QB whisperer. But yeah, he was always kind of like the backup to Trevor Lawrence, and still would have been if he's at, if he was at Clemson. So now he has like uh, two years left at the minimum at Duke, and so he's a starting quarterback. So that could be a fun game to watch. Um, you know, he, I, you know, I'm sure he's good. He, he, he got an offer from Clemson. You didn't see much tape on him. Uh, but you have that game. I'll probably watch tomorrow's game, the 8 PM Miami and UAB game. And UAB is nothing to brag home about, but I really want to watch Miami with their new quarterback too. They have the, the Eric King, um, who is kind of the dual threat quarterback from Houston. Um, so he just, he just transferred in there too. So they, if, if Miami has a quarterback, look out because that's what they've always been struggled with for the past five, five, six years, or probably longer than that. Uh, yeah, so mean, that I'm, game. Reading, I'm reading something else as well. Apparently UNC has got some quarterback as well. Sam Howell. Coming in yeah. Again Sam Howell. He played as a freshman last year. You know, he was one of the higher recruited quarterbacks coming out two years ago and so he started as a freshman played well you know one of those type of seasons where a lot of interceptions but a lot of uh uh touchdowns with a lot of yardage just you know not not a good defense you know i think they had a like a 500 record or seven and five something along the lines of that so uh you have that game uh you have a good you have georgia tech florida state that could be game inner uh, all these are conference games as we know it um, so that could be good. Georgia Tech always sometimes stuns some of these higher big name schools, and but no big rank games. Next next week is probably when the, the rank games are kind of kind of come out and actually be worth a shit to watch. But uh, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at a preview for next week. Um, uh, honestly, no man. With, with obviously with everything sort of being this like in division thing, like you're really not getting any like high sort of ranked gameplay because there's not much in like at least in division i mean you got like ucf at georgia tech uh uh well i mean obviously we're playing virginia i mean i'm just kind of going into like the future and giving like, i guess a nice little preview the first fuck dude how far do we have to go down i mean honestly it's gotta the, be week the, four the, yeah the first week where there's like actually some games to, like of some sort of caliber is like week four. I mean, you got, then they're obviously all the SEC games. I mean, you got Tennessee at South Carolina, you got Texas at Texas Tech, Georgia at Arkansas, Florida at Ole Miss. Um, you know, that that's when I think you start, dude, I'm telling you the first ranked two, oh, first two ranked teams playing is not until week five. And that's, Oklahoma well, that Iowa that's State. if there's no there, that's if there's no movement in the rankings. Who knows? Maybe somebody true, true. loses, it, someone drops out, and which makes yeah, people yeah. move up, upwards. So we don't know. But yes, you're, you're correct. So the, yeah, uh, week five is what we have to wait till. So not until what October? Yeah, first week yeah. of October. But 
I mean, sure. looking forward to this weekend, man. Uh, been looking forward to football for quite some time. Probably going to do some grilling on Saturday and Sunday. Football is back. Football is back, man. Um, as everyone knows, I will be throwing all of our weekly picks, at least for starting this season. You know, we did kick off a new Instagram, so follow us on there. All the weekly picks will be up there and going to try to grow that channel out. And yeah, dude. Another season, hopefully another lucrative one. Hopefully it's a full season. I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't put down like 15 bucks on a prop bet, that there isn't going to be a full season, but we shall see. Uh, but as always, dude, it's a pleasure. And we'll catch you guys on the next one, dude. See ya. Peace. Peace.